Well, hello, all you beautiful chicks and dudes of all sorts. This is Suave Rob Suarez, the bitchin' double-X daredevil star of Suave Rob's amazing ass-saving association, here with another ass-saving tip, totally free from me to you, to help you save your ass so you can live to sit another day. Now, back in the day when dudes were dudes, this one dude, Benchmark Bob, buddy of mine, he had this little accident. He tried frying up an egg when he was totally hammered. So he washed a pan, then didn't dry it, then put a shitload of butter in it, then turned on the heat. Well, when you do that, chicks and dudes, the water makes the oil go splatso all over your own personal face. And good old Benchmark got his bench marked, if you know what I mean. Like, when he took his apron away from his face, it looked less like a face and more like someone had stepped on a pepperoni pizza. I don't like to think about it. But that goes to show you, you know? Always dry your pans before you put oil in them, man. Especially if you're frying an egg. Want to know where I learned all this gonzo shit? I got it all done up pretty for you in Suave Rob's Double X Daring Do, the first book of Suave Rob's Awesome Adventures by J. Daniel Sawyer. Come share the awesomeness with me, my brothers, because you never know. The ass you save may be your own. Welcome to The Everyday Novelist. My name is J. Daniel Sawyer, author of nearly 30 books, more than 30 short stories, and numerous articles and scripts and essays, coming to you from up in the crow's nest with my spyglass on this daily voyage through the dicey waters of business, craft, learning, and art in the writing life. Hello, 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 and remember to tell your friends about The Everyday Novelist. We want your friends. We want to add to the collective, because the more of you there are, the more interesting answers we get to the questions that stump me. So, if you like this podcast, tell your friends. And uh, today we're going to be answering a question from... Is it question or feedback? It's feedback. Today we've got feedback from Herbert, who says... This is on the question on cultural appropriation. Mm. I will admit questions like this are why I'm in a crisis of why bother writing. There is no part that isn't an uphill fight in the best of times. But then all this crap makes me think I should just tell my stories to my cats and save myself the work and the pain. Teach your cats to read, write them down, and then publish them because you've got them written down anyway. That's a good answer. Anyway, is there is there more? That was it. All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, believe me, I understand the uh, I understand the feeling, especially after having watched one friend after another of mine sometimes break down nearly in tears or in fits of rage at having cultural appropriation thrown at them as a weapon. It's bullshit. But I want you to think about something. We are so spoiled in our day-to-day lives. We do not have to worry, most of us, about where the next meal is coming from. On the rare occasions that we do, it's usually due to temporary unemployment or financial setback, at least until the end of our lives when things get really gnarly. We don't have to worry about doing much of anything for ourselves. Our money is so powerful that even when we don't have a lot of it, we have access 
to the kinds of standards of living and wealth that would be fit kings of a few generations ago. Mm -hmm. And I'm including Kitty and I in this, and we've struggled financially our whole lives together. Hey, we're talking about moving into a tent, and that's an upgrade. Yep. <laughs> we do not know what we're capable of. Part of the reason, I don't know if this is part of the reason you write, but part of the reason that many of us write is because there is something primal inside ourselves that calls out to be tested and pushed so that we can really come to grips with and know who we are and what we're made of. And we can at least do that in the virtual reality space of fiction and maybe connect to another person and have that sense of shared community that maybe we didn't get growing up because our lives are isolating. I guarantee you, almost no matter what you've been through to this point in your life, you have no idea what you're made of because life is so comfortable. It's so comfortable that the prospect of being canceled, of being slagged off for cultural appropriation, of having someone think that you might be a little bit insensitive, that prospect is so painful that you're willing to give up your dreams for it. Now, I'm not throwing stones here. There are things in my life I have had to face down that were every bit as trivial in retrospect, and that felt every bit as big looking at them. You've got it in you to do this. And I know this because if you were starving, you would kill the neighbor's cat, you would trap rats, you would engage in cannibalism, whatever you had to do to survive, because that's what the human animal does. It survives in the face of the impossible. That's how we took over the biosphere. It's a really nice thing about being um, a obligate omnivore. We can eat anything. We can eat anything. And we will eat anything if we have to. If we're hungry enough. If I was hungry enough, I would even eat eggs. And that, to me, is more disgusting than cannibalism. I just, and cannibalism, at least it's meat, right? You know, as long as it's fresh and you didn't have to kill anyone to get it, you know? Um, but just in this last century, in the Cultural Revolution, in the fields of World War I and World War II, in the death camps and the concentration camps, in the Uyghur labor and death camps in China, and in the gulags of the Soviet Union, people made culture, they survived they made a life. If the Jews can come out of World War II and become once again a significant cultural force and geopolitical force after what was done to them, and they could do that again in only 30 years, you can face... 30? It was more like 10. Well, it was 10 that there was good shit happening, but it was 30 years until the, uh, until the Egyptian War, the Suez Crisis which is when they made their mark on geopolitics. Oh, okay. But if they did that in 30 years, you can face this down. It sucks. It could hurt. It could be really stressful. But if it is, and you don't get lucky, and it turns out to be a whole lot of ado about nothing, but if they really come for you, if the mob comes for you, and you stand up, and you survive it, you will own your life in a way that you have never owned your life before. And it will all, at least once 
licking your wounds and doing the healing is done. It will all have been worth it, because your life and your stories will belong to you in ways more profound than anything you can imagine right now. Mm-hmm. Good luck, man. I know it ain't easy. We'll see you tomorrow. The Everyday Novelist is written by J. Daniel Sawyer and presented by J. Daniel Sawyer and Kitty McKeon and is produced by Artistic Whispers Productions Incorporated. The text is copyright 2021 J. Daniel Sawyer and the production is copyright 2021 Artistic Whispers Productions Incorporated. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License and all other rights are reserved to their respective owners. Join the conversation, submit a question, leave a comment, or a creative death threat, or find me at jdsawyeronminds.com or hit me at feedback at jdsawyer.net. We can't do it without you.